Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey all, I hope this finds you well. Thank you for continuing to meet with us uh, through our virtual worship gatherings. Um, We are in week four, the final week of our Give Thanks series. In week one, Steve kicked us off talking about how genuine thanksgiving leads to humility and praise and where that praise is aimed. In week two and three, Jeff talked about uh, the transition and the land between, kind of how everything feels right now, and then what grows well in that wilderness, and then how community fights burnout. In week four, we're going to look at the some of the biblical people that we read about in the previous weeks to explore another aspect of Thanksgiving. Uh, We're going to take a look at their stories to help us learn more about what Thanksgiving does in us. And so I want to start with this first idea. Um, True thankfulness changes our posture towards God. So Steve kicked us off uh, with this story of Jesus healing the ten lepers uh, in Luke 17. Uh, he heals the lepers and sends them off to the priest to be declared clean. And only one returns to him uh, in thanksgiving. And so this man that we recognize as thankful, it, the one that we see coming back to Jesus, this action, as Steve said, uh, really is a, is a humble praise. But it also finds that man putting himself squarely at the feet of Jesus. Uh, His thanksgiving recognized from where his help came, and that changed his relationship and posture towards God. He was able to to lay his thanks and and lay uh, his gratitude uh, and his life squarely at the feet of Jesus. Steve continued uh, in week one talking about uh, David. Uh, He was talking about uh, David authoring uh, Psalm 100, which is a beautiful psalm about entering the gates uh, with thanksgiving and entering God's courts with praise. And it's a wonderful psalm. But I can't help when I think about David in that light also think that he's the same author that spends the first half of Psalm 69 saying things like, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. 
See, David's story is filled with conflict and struggle and mistakes that he made. And yet we still know David as the man after God's own heart. And part of the reason for that is David's ability to mourn his mistakes and trials and lay himself and those errors before God. And in the same psalm say, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hooves. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. It's because David has been delivered through so much that when he meets trouble, the remembrance and thankfulness that he felt from those struggles informs where he looks for help. David is able to remember how God has delivered him in the past, look on his current troubles and struggles and, and lay them at the feet of God and, and, and allow God to lead him through those. In week two, Jeff started talking to us uh, about the uh, people of Israel, the Israelites, as they left their uh, left their time in Egypt, where they were slaves, as as God delivered them from that, and and how they spent the first half of that time, or a good amount of that time, really whining and complaining and and saying absurd things like they'd rather be back in slavery in Egypt. And so after spending 40 years wandering the desert, God delivers them into a promised land where they go on to grow into a nation. Uh, through time, they would be led by judges and kings and prophets. They would take their eyes off of God and be exiled from their own land but all this time, even through exiles and different rulers, they were passing down the stories of God's faithfulness. And so when their struggles came, they would cry out to God because they knew where to lay these troubles down. They would cry out to God and God would listen and deliver them, fulfilling each promise to that people that place themselves before God. So in these things, we see that a humble thankfulness recognizes all that God has done and lays down all things, our lives, our struggles, our blessings, lays them all down before God. And so as our thankfulness uh, is genuine, we better recognize who God is. And because of that, we also recognize the image of God in others. And so true thankfulness also changes our posture towards others. As we strive to become more and more like Christ each day, we are challenged by the stories of the people that came before us. We are challenged to live life in gratitude and thanksgiving. 
not just to God for all that he has done and is doing, but also for the peoples and, and communities that we are given, that God has given us. And so Jeff continued in week three, he kind of talked a little bit more about Moses. Uh, Moses led the Israelites during their time in the desert. And after he had this massive meltdown with God that Jeff talked about, God provided him with help through community. That help, that community lasted to the end of his life. We see in the last few chapters of Deuteronomy, they chronicle Moses passing over leadership to Joshua, blessing the people of Israel, and then before his death, God allowing Moses to see the promised land, but telling him that he won't get to enter. If I had led a people through the desert for 40 years, and God suddenly told me that I wouldn't get to be the one to cross them over into that land, I don't know that I would take it graciously. I, I would be hurt. And, and yet Moses held the law of God and served people while God forged them into a nation. And then he trusted the people that God surrounded him with to lead after he was gone. He trusted that community that he was given. So as we're challenged by this, I want to wrap up this series with this final thought. Thankfulness requires practice. Thankfulness and gratitude are not our default positions. <laughs> if they were, we wouldn't need a holiday to remind us to say things that we're thankful for. We may have moments of praise and thanksgiving, um, but truly we're not inclined that way. We're often more like toddlers where we need constant reminders to say thank you and, and, and to really, um, yeah, we just need those reminders uh, to be thankful for the things that we're given. And, and so that's what it takes. It takes time and it remind, and takes reminders to develop the continuing attitude of thankfulness. And so we need to practice our gratitude in the same ways as we practice our pathways. So if you desire to know scripture or you desire to have a deep prayer life or you desire to be generous, or you desire any of those other things that we talk about for pathways, we encourage that you spend time practicing those. If you, if you desire to know scripture, you need to spend time reading scripture. Humble thanksgiving works the same. It's something you must decide to do for it to become part of who you are. And so I want to end this series with a few questions. First, 
do I see things to be thankful for in all of my relationships? This is not little things like, uh, or it may be little things. The point is, are you looking for things to be thankful for in your relationships with other people? Question two, what keeps me from valuing the things God has provided? And my question three is a challenge. Um, set out to truly thank someone each day this week. If that takes making a phone call or if that takes uh, uh, seeing someone as you pass, spend time thinking each day about a person that you need to say thank you to and truly honor with thanksgiving. And as we wrap up, I want to uh, honor you all uh, by saying thank you again. Um, I love being able to uh, continue being the church. Uh, and as Jeff was saying, really uh, identifying still as a body of believers, even though the things that we considered normal are being challenged. I I'm I'm really thankful for you all making that possible. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I am grateful to get to share during this season is, is we get to share with each other um, how thankful we are to be uh, serving and, and leading alongside each other and, and really listening to the Spirit and how the Spirit leads us into our, our next thing. Uh, and so that's a wrap on this series. Next week we're going to be kicking off a new series that we're all really excited about. And so I hope you continue to join with us as we go. Uh, thank you. God bless.